At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We finished our series on liberty this last Sunday, and today I just got a just one message as I usually do uh, when we start the year. I have a have a series that we teach leading up to our our Vision Sunday, and then <clears throat> throughout the year. About three times, I'll share just one message concerning that as a reminder of what we talked about at the beginning of the year so we don't forget those things, so we're reminded of it. Um, I, I won't ask for a show of hands, but I'm just asking you, how many remember what we talked about at the beginning of the year? How many have, how many have done something and believed in what we talked about at the beginning of the year? I'm just asking you that question because I want to... I want to remind you of that in just sharing some of what we shared at the beginning of the year. It won't be exactly the same. Always messages that you preach that you've preached before, always preach it in a different way because of the way God gives you revelation on it. But today I'm talking about what we talked about in the beginning of the year for several Sundays on the commanded blessing and, um, and what that blessing really is. Actually, uh, what Fabian shared just a little while ago concerning the blessing is what I'm, I'm actually going to focus on today because it's important that we understand it so we don't misunderstand what the blessing in is and what we've been given in our life to command. We've been given authority in the earth, and we've been given the authority to command His blessing upon the earth, but we've got to know that blessing and what it is, and we have to understand it so that we can operate in that every day, even in the midst of the resistance and the things that come at us, no, the blessing is on our life. We receive nothing less than God's blessing. Can you say amen? So, Proverbs 29, 18, and I'm going to read this in the King James and then the New King James, <clears throat> but in the King James it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, or the word, will say, happy is he. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no revelation, where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the word, the law, the word. Where there is no revelation of the Word of God, people cast off restraint. It's easy in the beginning of the year to hear something about the year and to hear about the commanded blessing and be excited about it, but if we don't spend the time needed to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of that to us, then we cast off restraint. And today I'm just going to say that that restraint can be many different things. But today, in regards to what we're talking about, I'm saying what happens is, without the development of revelation, if we just try to live off the knowledge of God's Word, not the revelation of the Word, we cast off restraint, and I'm going to define that today as being, we cast off being consistent and remaining. And continue. The Bible says if you, 
you, if you continue in my word, then you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. What truth? The revealed knowledge of the truth. It'll make you free. That's why there's so many people on planet earth that have a knowledge of the word, but they are not free. I'll say it again. There are so many people on planet earth that have a knowledge of the word, but they are not free. So, I've learned, I mean, I could, you know, just because of the way that I know the Word and the way I've developed the Word and the way I've actually, I'm not memorizing something sounds, you know, kind of not personal. But I'm just saying out out of the inside of me, at any given time, I could stand in your presence and quote all kinds of Scripture. Why would I want to do that in your presence? Why, why would I want to do that other than the fact that I want to impress you on how much Scripture I know? I didn't mean jack. Do not be in, just don't, don't allow yourself to be taken back or away with somebody trying to oppress you with how much word they know. What I want is I want results. And results come from revelation of the word. Right? Because where there's no revelation, then people cast off restraint. They don't remain consistent. They know a lot of word, but there's no consistency in the word. So when there's not consistency, you're not free. You can talk about the word, but after a while, you won't even talk about the word. When you're not free, who wants to talk about something that's not liberating? You won't. But I'm telling you today, today, in this place, I'm declaring, and I speak this over you every day, that you are free. (laughs) Say it. I'm free. Come on, say it again. I'm free. free. We're free. Amen? We are free people. Deuteronomy 28.8. So, I said that. Because God wants us to have vision, He wants us to have revelation of this commanded blessing. So we talked about at the beginning of the year, and I want to go through a few scriptures that we talked about then to get to my point today. Deuteronomy 28.8 says, The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. He will bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. Now, I want to go to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And then I'm going to come back to the Deuteronomy 28.8. But Genesis 1 and 26 Then God said, let us make man in our image. Angels weren't made in the image of God. We were made in the image of God. Watch all that He says about you. 
Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Everybody say, over all the earth. You and I have dominion over all the earth. What does that mean? You got to understand that. You have dominion over all the earth. God made you that way because He made you like Him. I was created, you and I were created in the image of God. Over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a word that some people use about certain kinds of people. Amen? And so God's given you authority over every creep that there is. Can you say amen? You know, and, and the good thing is that people that are creeps, you can start praying Ephesians 1 and 3 and Colossians 1 over them, and their lives will be changed. Yeah, yeah. So creeps don't have to stay creeps. Amen. Come on. So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So when you hear the word man, that's male and female. I always say man and woman, you know, just because of the climate that we live in, you know, like, anyway. So I always say that, but, but man means man and woman. Okay, that's what the Bible says, all right? So he created him, male and female, he created them, and then God blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed us. He commanded the blessing on his creation, right? And verse 31 says, then God saw everything that he made. <laughs> and you know what's really amazing about that is he saw you when he made them because he made you too. See, you were created before the foundation of the world. And he saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Put your hand on yourself and say, I am very good. Yeah, you are very, 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 very good because he made you that way. He made you good. And it was very good, not, not just good, but very good. Amen? So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. But He created us, and then He blessed us. Now, before I go back to Deuteronomy 28, I want to read to you several definitions that have to do directly and indirectly with the blessing of God. Just think of these words regarding blessing. They are the blessing of God. He, he blessed us with favor. When He made you, He blessed you with favor. So that's already programmed, in, that's already in your DNA. Blessing, favor is in your DNA. Protection is in your DNA. Prosperity is in your DNA. Goodness is in your DNA. Then I define prosperity. So this is part of you because He blessed you with peace, with joy, 
with advancement, with thriving, with sufficiency in every way. He's, that's already a part of you. You're already, you were created to be all of those things because of what He said over you when He created you. And you weren't created, you weren't created, and you can talk to Him about this at another time, you weren't created when you were conceived in your mother's womb. You were created before the foundation of the world. And He blessed you. And everything I'm mentioning about the blessing of God, that's what He did for you. Already. You're already there. So, see, you see where we're at? See, so when you don't think you're that, and you don't think you're that special, and you don't think you're that good that He made you, He said, what, what I created is really good. And you don't see yourself as good. You don't see yourself that way. You got to learn to think like that. You realize that's the only thing that is separating you from where you're at and the blessing that He created for you is the way you think if you're born again. If you're born of the Spirit of God, Spirit of God's on the inside of you, the only thing that is separating you is the way you think. Nothing else. That's why your mind must be renewed. The Bible calls it soul salvation that needs to be going on every day of your life. If you've been born again spiritually, you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. Your human spirit and the Holy Spirit have been made one. Now, the salvation of your soul is what matters. You need to see yourself that special. And you need to see the things that I was just talking about. As being a part of your DNA, they're already a part of you because He blessed you with it. He empowered you with that. Back to Deuteronomy 28. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, and in all to which you, were, you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This is, this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel, to those that were going into the promised land, and Moses wasn't one of them. He was telling them what the Lord would do. You know why? Because the Lord had already done it. But what hindered people in that day, on that side of the cross, from embracing it is that they weren't one with God spiritually. That had been separated in the garden. So what the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going into the promised land was a model of is what happened through Jesus Christ. He brought us out of bondage into the glorious light. And what he brought us back into was the blessing. He said, I'll command the blessing. Today I'm telling you, he's already commanded the blessing because of the blood of Jesus. And that blessing is on your life. It's part of your DNA. And now he wants you to believe in it to the point that you enforce 
what he already says is so. And you enforce that blessing on a day-to-day basis. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Again, Moses to the children of Israel, but this is to us today through the blood of Jesus. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, or life and blessing and death and cursing. Therefore, you choose either life and blessing or death and cursing, death and destruction. I don't don't know about you. I was born at night, but not last night. I can figure that one out. Amen? I can tell you right now, I've been around death and cursing and, and destruction and things not working right. I want the blessing in life. Can you say amen? It's already a part of me. I was already created with it. It's part of my DNA. For me not to command it in every situation that I'm in is to look at what the blood of Jesus accomplished and say, well, it just wasn't enough. Because it's trials and tests and difficulties in life that get us so focused on what's going on instead of what He did. And listen, there's a lot of stuff going on. And there's a lot of stuff coming at us and after us, but God, but the blessing. We've been empowered. We can overcome. Can you say amen? In every situation we face, we can overcome. So, to command something is to charge, to set in place, to enforce. And I really like the word enforce because what we're commanding is not our ideas. We're commanding what He says is so. I say, that a lot, I say that around here a lot, but you need to hear me say it a lot. You are called to command and enforce what God says is so every single day of your life. Not just sometimes, not just when we feel like it, not when we're just having a good day, but every day. Can you say amen? The authority that you've been given is defined as this. The power to enforce. To have power or control in a particular sphere. And the authority and power that He's given you and I, it's in this earthly realm, but it's by His Spirit. See, the devil devil who is defeated is not in flesh and blood. He uses flesh and blood, but he's not in flesh and blood. Jesus said, or or the Apostle Paul said about Jesus, we don't know him after the flesh anymore. Right? 2 Corinthians 5 says, we don't know him after the flesh. We know him by the Spirit. The victory that we're talking about is in the Spirit, and when you have the victory in the Spirit, then it'll work its way to the flesh. What most people are doing, trying to work out all the natural stuff and forgetting the spiritual things. Well, when I get time, I just didn't have enough time because of all this. No, you you don't have time not to. And you have to develop that lifestyle. 
It's not a law. Not, I'm not saying that like putting you under the law and you have to do. You don't have to do anything. You can do whatever you want. I'm telling you today, you give in to this and you submit and begin to yield to the voice of the Spirit and what He's wanting to reveal. And it's producing the revelation we talked about in the beginning. He said, where there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. They don't continue in the Word. They don't remain faithful to the things of the Word. I'm just telling you today, I mean, there may be stuff that is not being taken care of in my life, that in the natural somebody might say, you know, well, you need to be responsible. Well, okay, if I have time. See, because my thing is today, the Word is first and foremost. What the Holy Spirit is telling me to do is first and foremost. And I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to be irresponsible in the natural, all those kind of things. I'm saying there may be days when something in the natural doesn't get done or situated or, or taken care of, but I, but, but I promise you what I'm speaking every day, what I'm declaring every day, what's being revealed to me every day, I'm committed to it and nothing's getting me away from it. I don't care. I don't care. You're a part of this body right here. I pray for you every day with a passion and I never miss. I never miss praying for you with a passion. Because if I'm going to preach stuff like this right here, then somebody better be praying. That's what Paul said. In Ephesians 1, he said, I can't not pray for you if I'm going to preach this to you, if I'm going to send letters to you like this with information that's talking about this, then you must be prayed for. And I will not, I don't care what else is going on on the planet, and it, and it looks like I wasn't responsible in some little area or whatever, I mean, I live my life responsible to, to be responsible, but first and foremost, it's God's Word. And I will not fail at that. And you have to develop that for a lot of years. I had good intentions, I had good desires, you know, and I did things, I did the best I could, but natural things would, would cause me to stray and pull me away from this, and then I couldn't fulfill that and follow through, and I didn't do enough, and then I had to start over again, and then I did this thing, and then I had to start over, but, that, but that's the process. I wasn't, I wasn't a bad person, I did not love God or any of those kind of things, I was learning to get rid of my flesh and the appetite of my flesh that wants to be, use all these excuses why I can't do these things. And for 45 years I've stayed with it. And I'm getting better at it and better and better and better and better. Can you say amen? Where the word I can say today is first place in my life. First and foremost. Above everything else. Because when that's first then I can devote myself to the things in the natural that need my attention. I can do it with a passion and with revelation from the Word. If you continue in my Word, then you are my disciples. Indeed, you know the truth. And the truth you know that you continue in, that's become revelation to you, will make you free. Everybody say it. I'm free glory to God, we are free people. Amen? We are truly free people. I love this verse, Proverbs 10 and verse 22, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. The blessing of the Lord, it makes 
truly rich. Everybody say rich. And he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. The, the word rich in one translation, well, in several translations, it says rich, but in one translation, not remembering which one it was, it, it, it says, the blessing of the Lord makes, brings true prosperity. You remember what I said that prosperity is? It's peace, it's joy, it's advancement, it's thriving, it's sufficiency. Notice in that definition, the last word described what most people think that prosperity is, is sufficiency. No. True prosperity, true riches, is number one, living and operating in the peace of God in the joy of the Lord that is your strength, man, because you can have stuff, you can have sufficiency and supply and and be blessed in that way, and you can't enjoy any of it because you have no peace and no joy. Where does that come from? Revelation, right? What good is the natural things of the world and you're stressed to the max and you die when you're 50 years old because of a heart attack because you're so stressed out with all the stuff that you have that makes you look like you're prosperous, but no peace and joy. (laughs) Proverbs says it's better to have peace and joy than riches. How many like riches like the sufficiency part? I do. I like riches. I've been without, and I've been with abundance, and abundance is better, but not without peace and joy. I want, I want everything God has for me His way. I don't want the other stuff. Stressed out to the max, unhappy, mad at the world, mad at people, trying to protect what I have. The devil can't steal with you from you when you're blessed of God. What you got, you didn't get from the devil and the world. What you got, you got from God because of the peace and the joy and the revelation of God's Word. Blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich and there's no sorrow with it. Neither does toiling increase it. So, you're not going to do a whole lot to increase the blessing of the Lord other than learning how to believe the Word of God, and then learning how to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Well, you mean, Pastor, I just sit around and do nothing? I didn't say that. I didn't say that even a little bit. Actually, when you're busy doing things that God tells you to do, man, you'll be busier than you were when you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Holy Spirit will keep you busy, but He'll keep you busy with productive things that are advancing him advancing, advancing His presence inside of you and advancing God's kingdom in the earth. That's what His whole purpose is for you and I. So I'm going to finish today with <clears throat> reading the passage that Fabian read earlier with one focus out of this passage. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And I'm reading this out of the New King James. I I like the way something is said in this. 
Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. Try me. One translation says, test me. Try me. So, what's he telling you to do? Well, try it. If you're not a tither, uh, take 10% of your income and just try it. No other time in the Bible does he say, try me, prove me, test me in this. Nowhere in the Bible else, any other place does it say this, but, in, but about tithing. Try him. See what he says. See, see what happens as a result of what he told you to do here. See if I'll not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing. And I, and I just emphasize this here. He didn't say blessings. He said I will pour out for you such blessing. So, you've already been blessed. It's already part of your DNA. The blessing is already on your life. Now here, see, we're the commanders in the earth. He said, the, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's in the fullness, but He's given authority in the earth to the sons of men and women. We have authority. So the blessing is already on our life. So He's giving us the tool to release the blessing that's already in us. There's like, I mean, all through Scripture, does God tell us things to do that activate what He's already done? Well, with the blessing, that's what the tithe is. He said, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, pour out for you such blessing, okay? Um, what is blessing? I will pour out for you, just listen to my, my synonyms for um, the word blessing. I will pour out for you such favor. I will pour out for you such protection. I will pour out for you such prosperity. I will pour out for you such goodness. I will pour out for you such peace. I will pour out for you such joy. I will pour out on your life advancement. I will pour out on you thriving. I will pour out for you sufficiency. And on and on and on and on. He will pour out for you healing and health and wholeness. He will pour out for you every promise because that's part of the blessing. The blessing of God is God's anointing, His strength. The blessing of God on our life is His ability through us. And He said in this passage, that I will pour out such all of this that there will not be room enough to receive it. And the way I see that is, is that God's goodness 
in what he's talking about here comes on your life to the point that it's almost overwhelming. (laughs) You would do that for me? Yeah. Because you know what he's trying to get over to us? If you'll hear him, he'll be saying these kind of things to you. Yeah, because when I made you, I saw you and I blessed you. And I said, when I made you, it was very good. And you and I need very good in the inside of us about ourselves. You know where the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself? The reason people don't love their neighbors is because they don't love themselves. Because they don't see how valuable that they are. You're not going to be good to other people. You're going to be jealous of other people or mad at other people or angry or bitter or unforgiving or those kind of things to other people when you don't feel good about you. And, everybody say and. We're adding to, (laughs) they're not being room enough to receive all the good things. And, oh, oh, even more than that, oh yeah, and, 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 and. You, you believe in this exchange. You believe in honoring God in the tithe and believing it. I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, there, there's times when you have to do something that you're not totally sure about because he said, try me. Yeah, okay. But never do it out of being, you know, under, like the Bible says, under compulsion, being forced to do something. Never. You do that, and, and, and what you're doing is you're giving money away. You're not exchanging the blessing for honoring God with what belongs to Him. Never do it forcefully. Till you have revelation about it, till you want to try Him and prove Him, till you want to do that, don't do it. Because you have to believe this. And watch what he'll do for you. You have to believe it. And, he said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Says the Lord of hosts. And... And, even more, oh yeah, and all nations, what are nations? People. All people will call you blessed. When when you know that the devourer is rebuked on your behalf because he already did it, okay, I just got to say it like this, okay? Just follow me when I say it like this. He's already blessed you. And when you realize that He's already blessed you, you can walk in anything that God wants you to walk in. When you realize that He's already rebuked the devourer for your sake, then you can walk free of anything in your life. 
when you realize that the nations, the people are calling you blessed because the devourer is rebuked and because you've initiated the blessing and activated the blessing because you believe in the tithe. then there's no end to what God wants to do and can do in your life. Like Fabian shared earlier over the last eight years of his life, that the increase, the doubling from one year to the next, seven times increase, as he said, over the last however many years. Where does something like that come from? Well, you can generate that. You can, you can, people can generate those kind of things, but not with peace and joy. His faith and confidence has been in honoring God. What he's done is he's activated the blessing that belongs to him that's part of his DNA. So he has a right to be blessed because when God saw Fabian and he blessed him, And he looked at him and he said, hmm, that's good. Wait a minute, that's not just good, that's very good. Right? And so along the way he's realized, wait, wait, the devourer is rebuked on my behalf because the Lord rebuked the devourer there. Now, today, do we command the Lord to rebuke the devourer? No, 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 no. No, the authority has been given to us. He did it. It's already set in motion. Now we enforce it. With our mouth, letting the enemy know you're defeated and you will not devour anything in my life. Not just finances, my marriage, my family, my health. Not in anything because tithing is not sowing. Tithing is giving to God and honoring Him with what He says is His so that we will trust Him. Because at the end of the day, all of this, none of this works without faith in God and trust in Him. What I'm talking to you right here, it doesn't work any other way. You have to have faith that is developing in God and trusting God that He will do what He said and then you continue. See, when you're living your life where revelation is continually being developed, right? Then you're, day to day, you're continuing. And if you're continuing, hmm, Galatians 6, 9 says, you'll reap if you don't quit. But people that get off the Word and get out of the development of revelation coming to them by the Holy Spirit, they cast off restraint. Eh, you know, I did that for a while and I'm just, I'm tired, I'm, I'm you know, whatever. And, and you know what, I mean, if I've heard that once I've, in, in 34 years, I've heard it too much. And you know what I hear from people? After I just quit church and that kind of stuff and the Word and all this and, you know, thing, you know things just got so much better. But then a year later, it wasn't so good. Some of those people that I heard several years later, they're not even alive. I'm not being critical about anybody. I'm just talking about the Word. You don't have to stay here to get the Word. You can go to get the Word somewhere else, but it better be Word that's developing faith in God and trust in God. Did you hear me? 
That's what, that, that's what matters. And if you're living like that and, and, and you're embracing the blessing of God and that revelation is flowing in your life, then all that's left to happen is freedom. One freedom experience to the next free experience. And the next one and the next one for the rest of your life till you leave planet earth and you're face to face with God. He wants you to live from one faith freedom experience to the next. But it's up to you. You have to want to do it. You don't want to do it, it won't work. But know this, just know this. I'm praying for you every day. Ephesians 1, and it says, I do not cease to make mention of you in my prayers that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding are open and enlightened that, they may, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance as a child of God, and what the surpassing greatness of His power is in you as you believe the Word of God, as you trust the Word of God. I pray those type of words over you every single day, that you would come to that place of revelation because that's what you and I need. All the days of your life, you don't just need a knowledge of God and read little stories and have, you know, just, I mean, okay, read stories and have Scripture confessions and all that, you know, like this or that or my my one Scripture confession for the day. Okay, 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 do that, but just add to it. Because the more you have coming in and the more you hear yourself saying, the more it's developing revelation in you because your thinking is changing. Let me ask you this. If you just look at one Scripture confession a day, nothing wrong with it. Thank God it's a Scripture. Let me ask you this. How many confessions of evil things throughout the day do you hear? I'm talking about the news, I'm talking about billboards, I'm talking about social media, I'm talking about, I mean, how much trashy stuff do you see tries to come in your eyes and ears every day? I'm just telling you, one verse of Scripture is not going to be enough. You've got to develop that. Start with the one verse. Thank God for it but allow it to increase so that revelation increases. And when revelation increases, then you're not casting off restraint and you're remaining in the Word and you're growing stronger and you're believing it and now you are become a commander in the earth, commanding the blessing of God and the release of the blessing of God. I love this verse and I'll end with this. Did I say I was going to end with that other one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this is my second ending, but it's only one verse. This is just a great verse. Great verse. Psalm 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Well, forget that. Every day when you're reading things, when other things in your mind and your emotions are trying to tell you something different. No, no, wait. But, but his word is settled. Done. Whatever his word says, that's the way it is. Amen? So, I say this over you today. I speak this over you today. the blessing of the Lord, as we read, makes rich. And today, I command the blessing of the Lord on your finances, 
on your health, on your marriage, on your family, and I command the blessing of the Lord on this church body that you're a part of because I'm a tither in the name of Jesus. I can command that over your life. How much effect that command over your life has, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much. I have more authority where my life is concerned, but as your pastor, I've got levels of authority, and I'm going to take everything I can get, and I'm speaking it over your life every day, that you're blessed in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, in every single way of your life, relationships, and everything else. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.